Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 220 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we're here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how have you been this past week? I have been great. I am getting ready for a trip to two of my favorite theme park food festivals, uh, Festival of the Holidays at Epcot and also Universal Holidays, which I love their food. Not really a festival, but it's a festival in my mind. So I've been just kind of planning what I'm going to eat. And, you know, some new things, some old things I'm happy to see returning. So I am hyped. I'll be going there this week. That's awesome. I, I checked out the the uh, festival last week, and uh, it's a great time. Uh, I know we can argue about whether that one's better or the arts festival is better. but uh, they're, they're tied for me. Those yeah. are my top two. I mean, I say um, it's my favorite, but they're both my favorite. They're I got... I got a chance to uh, stop by Magic Kingdom for the opening day of something that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, <clears throat> but I also swung by Animal Kingdom and spent some quality time with the Merry Menagerie. Uh, they've been around a couple of years now. Uh, they're these wonderful puppets, uh, these kind of folk art puppets of animals, uh, polar bears, uh, penguins, an Arctic fox. Uh, and the puppeteers do such a great job bringing them to life. Uh, and they come out around the tree of life area and uh it's you know it is not one of those hyped uh disney world christmas things that people talk about but it's one of those quiet magical moments that uh i i really love oh absolutely um, yeah i went over a few weeks ago like literally specifically <laughs> to see them because it's just it's magical it's whimsical it fits perfectly mm -hmm. in with that park and uh, I got to tell you, this was a great week to be in the uh, parks. Uh, did not buy any Genie Plus or Lightning Lane. I waited uh, 38 minutes for Avatar Flight of Passage at the middle of the day. Um, I think, you know, the posted wait time was like under an hour. And I waited way less than that. Um, walked on to pretty much everything else. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, you know, we got a few more days of this and then the Christmas crowds will arrive. Yes, it is just so like, for lack of a better word, like bipolar this time of year, because some days are dead, some days are busy, and then the weather too. Some days, I mean, it's yeah. been cold, oh my God. this weekend it's going to heat we up. Went, so. We went from an overnight low of 50, of uh, having to switch on our heater, and um, the smell of burning dust is always fun. Oh, uh, that's a very Florida time. winter smell. <laughs> and then uh, went straight to high of 80, uh, just a, a couple days later. Nutty. It makes no sense. So if you're flying to Florida anytime this month, just check because it <laughs> yeah. might not be Spirit Jersey weather, even though you really badly want it to be. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to manifest yeah. that for myself. I have so many that just sit and rot in my closet. Yeah, there are not a lot of uh, fun Christmas sweaters uh, on sale at Disney World this, this year and not a lot of opportunities to wear them right now. No, not practical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without any further ado... Let's go ahead and jump right into the news in the queue. And for our first piece of news in the queue, as I hinted at earlier, 
the Hatbox Ghost emerged this week at Walt Disney World, uh, Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion. Uh, you might remember him from Disneyland, uh, where he was added uh, several years ago after many, many decades of just being an urban legend, uh, a Disney rumor. Uh, and now they've added him to uh, Magic Kingdom, and I have some thoughts and feelings after going and seeing him on opening day. Did you miss the chair? Um, well, apparently I can be reunited with the chair if I spend a lot of money on a, uh, a cruise on the Disney treasure, right? Well, Didn't we do we see know the... if that's like a replica? I, don't, I, I did. It's, I'm, I'm guessing that if people are going to be able to sit on that chair when it's on the cruise, replica, then it is yeah. a replica and that the original is. Straight but, to the um, archives. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, let's explain, uh, for those who have maybe not been to Disneyland or not gone to uh, our YouTube channel where uh, we have a fantastic low light video by Magic City Mayhem that is uh, actually looks way brighter than it does in person. It looks great, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the photos we have here are kind of a better representation of uh, the, the lighting as it looks in reality. Uh, but this uh, low light is so good that you can almost uh, tell how the trick is is done. And I got to tell you, this is one that I've been stopped in front of this guy at Disneyland for, you know, a minute or so at a time. Uh, and still, you can't really tell. It's such a good illusion. Um, it is uh, an animatronic figure, uh, if you haven't seen it, of uh, a ghost with a top hat, and he's holding a uh, an empty hat box in one mm -hmm. hand. And his face his head vanishes and reappears inside the box and those then goes back again and this was a famous illusion that uh yale gracie tried to get to work properly for the opening of the haunted mansion um back in 1969 and couldn't quite get it to work right so it was there for a few days a few people saw it and then uh disappeared forever uh until they brought it back uh a while ago so uh, you've seen this one in Disneyland. You haven't seen it in person in Disney World. I will be on Saturday. So you will be on Saturday. So I don't. I don't necessarily want to color your opinion. I but, want you to color my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, I I love anytime we have a new addition to the Walt Disney World Mansion. Um, I think in in some ways it's not the original, but it's it's even a little better than the Disneyland version. Uh, because uh, it's got a little extended ride time. It's got some extra details. So I was really excited that they'd finally bring the Hatbox Ghost. I think the placement of it is weird. Is weird. Um, you know, we've always said that there's 999 happy haunts in the, uh, in the Haunted Mansion. And they've said, well, this guy's an unhappy haunt. Therefore... He can be in a spot in the Haunted Mansion where traditionally there have been no visible ghosts up until now. we're waiting for them to materialize. The, you know, the, the uh, Haunted Mansion is a great example, along with Pirates of the Caribbean, of early Disney theme park storytelling where um, rides had story but not plot. Uh, plot kind of came in in the Michael Eisner era. Uh, story has acts to it it has you know a theme to the first third and then a different mood and theme to the the middle section and then a finale and one of the key elements that a lot of people probably don't consciously no notice but they subconsciously notice it is that you don't see the ghosts in the haunted mansion until after madame yeah. leota calls them forward 
Until then, they're just invisible manifestations. They're shadows. By putting I mean, this photo animatronic. Yes, they use the language, the materialize in like merch. Exactly. It's a very well-known yes. thing. I don't know. I mean, it seems very. It, you know, it, it isn't necessarily. I mean, it is pretty spelled out. Uh, maybe not enough for modern audiences. But um, first of all, you, you know, that it, so, okay, putting him there. Uh, where he is, which is right after the endless hallway, which is that mirror gag with the yes. floating candelabra. So this is all like what I call the anticipation part of the attraction. Exactly. You're hearing you're, noises, the you're pounding. Building yeah. up the atmosphere uh, before you know we hit Madame Leota, and then we get into the ballroom and the attic. Um, you know, in Disneyland, he's at the end of the attic. He's at the end of the middle section of the ride, just before we get into the graveyard finale. And he's kind of a great punctuation mark because um, he's the most advanced special effect in the ride. Um, and so when you put him at the very beginning of the ride and then you've got all this kind of 1970s era stuff, which is still great in its own way. And then, you know, then we've got the bride at the end, you know, kind of the end of the the attic now. She's also digital, but she, she her digital is kind of looking a little dated compared to the Hatbox Ghost. Mm -hmm. <sighs> It, it's not um, aesthetically. It's not as good a flow. I don't think it feels oddly placed. Yeah, um, you know, we'll get, we'll get used to it. We 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 get used to every. Right. every but here's the thing. I like. I mean, we're very lucky we get to go to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland every year, multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's not the case for everyone. I do sure. prefer things to be exclusive in certain parks. Yeah. I don't want to have everything. I don't think there should be everything everywhere. That's what makes it special. That's why it's like, I can't <laughs> wait to go back to Disneyland Paris because I'm going to go in Phantom Manor. I Absolutely. like these exclusive two park yeah. experiences. And yeah, I just don't think it was necessary. And and that is our, you know, our privilege as uh, <laughs> Disney super fans who, who do a lot of professional traveling, uh, you know, as opposed to most people who it's a once in a lifetime or a once in a decade mm -hmm. trip. Um, and they want to see everything that they can see. So I can see both sides of the coin. Um, uh, you know, Disneyland's uh, still, you know, they're they're going through a refurbishment of the exterior and they're getting a new gift shop and stuff. So I think Disneyland will, uh, and heck, they've got Haunted Mansion Holiday. So uh, we're not getting that anytime soon in Florida. So there's there's still enough, not. <laughs> still enough differences to, yeah. to make it worth doing both. Um, well, all I'm right. Yeah, for myself, I will have your same opinion, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, we can discuss it uh, after you make your trip. But uh, in the meantime, uh, it's it's open now. Go check it out for yourself and uh, you let us know what you think. Um, next up, uh, we have some more information about the new Universal theme park coming to Texas. And it's going to be called Universal Kids Resort, which is putting it right up front that this is not a thrill park. This is not the Velocicoaster. Uh, this is where you're going to find uh, Universal's kid-friendly brands in a resort designed especially for families with little kids. So not made for either of us. This but is going to be the go, so. <laughs> this is going to be the Peppa Pig uh, or Legoland, Legoland. Of Universal's inventory. But I got to tell you, this latest concept art that they have released makes it look uh, significantly more impressive, I think, than the original art. It's a little more vague, 
Right. Uh, the original art I felt like had more detail that I could zoom in and guess what everything was. They're not uh, this, giving much away, is yeah. what we know. A lot of clouds around the perimeter. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of trying to put it side by side and, and comparing the scale. I feel like they've uh, they've maybe enlarged some things or spread things out. Uh, so it looks a little larger to me, um, or at least it feels that way. Right. And I love uh, the entrance with the uh, hotel. Yes. Like, that's my favorite part that we've, you know, taken mm -hmm. from this uh, artwork. Yep. So yeah, we've got a hotel entrance uh, leading. It's not really a hub design. Uh, there's a water feature in the center, which uh, seems to be kind of a winding river that a it ride looks kind of goes like through. Islands of Adventure plus a river. Yeah. Like yes. the it, body of water it, in the center. If, if, if the lagoon at Islands of Adventure kind of had a uh, big peninsula in the middle of it. Right. Um, and as we go kind of uh, clockwise around the park, um, like I said, uh, you know, it's not a lot of detail, a lot of fuzziness. Um, but, uh, I think Alicia Stella on, uh, on Twitter or X, uh, put out some, um, images labeled with ideas of what some of these things could be. So I think we're looking at, uh, trolls area. I think we're looking at a, a Jurassic park or Cretaceous camp mm -hmm. area. Um, I'm guessing minions. And uh, something themed to SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Uh, Shrek. I believe. I'm also thinking Shrek and uh, possibly some sh some uh, Kung Fu Panda as well. Yes. If you zoom in on the artwork, I mean, obviously this could all yeah. change, but like oh, the yeah. Jurassic Park one, you see those kind of like thatched roof design. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. see the Islands of Adventure. So that's kind of, these are like educated guests based on what yeah. we're seeing. Yeah. Um, they, they do they did announce that the hotel is going to uh have 300 rooms um so this is not you know the thousands and thousands of rooms like we have at universal orlando resort and i think the capacity of the park is going to reflect that now you're not going to see big uh e-tickets that move 2,000 people an hour these are going to be a lot of flat rides and meet and greets and uh kind of small scale attractions hey but i love it i'm all for regional parks these micro parks are Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a significantly less of an investment and you're yep. bringing it to a new market. This is going to be for drivable audiences, you know, mm -hmm. some flying, but it's going to be a drivable region. And that, that area, Texas, is growing real fast um, demographically. It's a great place to put it. Um, the construction on this is already underway. They broke ground in November. Uh, obviously, no opening date set yet. Um, but we're going to be keeping a close eye on both this project and the Har Unleashed project at Area 15 in Can't Las wait. Vegas. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, in other Universal news, Universal Beijing Winter Holiday Celebration has returned uh, from November 30th through January 7th. And they've got some immersive new experiences, including a limited time This Time of Year Is show. Which I maybe that is in Chinese uh, more grammatical. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I kind of did a, like a triple read when I was looking this over. Yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> uh, so this year, uh, the headliner is the spectacular Santa's Village Market. Um, they've got a holiday. Ho I'm sorry, <clears throat> a holiday makeover. 
uh, going on around the Hollywood Amphitheater area. Which, which looks I, trippy I, because it looks just like yeah, Orlando's. It just, except it doesn't have Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket uh, yeah. over the top <laughs> of it. Uh, but yeah, they've they've got their own little Hollywood Bowl amphitheater there. And they've got a uh, big stage show uh, featuring uh, the Minions um, and Alex and Shrek, from all from DreamWorks Animation. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Klaus uh, all joining together uh, to transport the audience to the North Pole. Yes, and I love that they do this kind of like market style a la like Europe. You know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it sounds kind of like a Christmas market yeah. if you look at the pictures. It has that very North Pole feel. There's going to be Santa meet and greets, an mm -hmm. elf toy shop, a candy shop, a butterbeer candy cart. So that will probably be very popular. And then, of yep. course, it wouldn't be a celebration without all the food and beverage. And there's some really cool, uh, interesting foods over there that I cannot pronounce. One is like <laughs> a venison meatball jinbing wrap, which yes. I would try it. I don't know what that is. But we don't get a lot of venison in American theme parks. So no. that would definitely be one to try. And I love that they have this toffee-flavored apple cheesecake yes. that's shaped like an apple. That's kind of awesome. so good. Yeah, and that just it sounds really good, too. Yep. Uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, you are going to find uh, their giant tree, which does a light and sound show. Um, but you're also going to find magical snowfall or snowfall uh, nope. every 30 minutes. Uh, so that will be fun. And uh, you're also going to find the Universal Characters Christmas Tree Meet and Greet, uh, where they rotate through DreamWorks characters um, like Shrek, Fiona, Puss in Boots, and Kitty Softpaws, and others uh, all dressed up in special holiday attire. Ooh, I'm sure there's good people watching because I know that, you know, they go hard over there with mm -hmm. bounding. So I'm sure there's some bounding with holiday yeah. infusion in there, which I'd love to see. Um, more. Uh, food uh winter themed holiday menus at restaurants throughout the resort including at the universal studios grand hotel uh they've got a special holiday breakfast with the minions um and then over <laughs> they've also got uh they're debuting a new chili willy winter themed merchandise series uh if anyone remembers chili willy yeah um, it's so cute <laughs> it, yeah he's 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 got his uh cold weather scarf on uh and uh so you can get penguin backpacks and bag pendants super cute uh along with new uh wizarding world merchandise um transformers scarves hogwarts house cardigans you name it i mean it wouldn't be the holidays with yeah. all the merch exactly <laughs> no exactly. earl over there but that's okay no they haven't imported earl yet uh but you know they eat venison so uh maybe maybe he would end up on the menu too yeah i don't know <laughs> grilled earl <sighs> i someday i'll tell you about my uh college roommate who uh used to bring home squirrel stew oh yeah. i'm not ready for that <laughs> Uh, finally, last but not least, if you head out into CityWalk at Universal Beijing, uh, they've got uh, holiday lights and an ice skating rink, along with special holiday options at the restaurants, including their their own uh, berry milkshake at Toothsome and uh, roast turkey pizza at their version of Red Oven. That sounds that, that sounds kind of yum. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Really good. All right. Like we said, that all kicked off on November 30th and runs through the week after New Year. Very fun.
All right. I, I went through like a rabbit hole the other day when I wasn't feeling so good and I was watching YouTube videos of the different universals, like mm -hmm. Beijing, Japan, Singapore. It is such a fever dream because some of them you you're watching this videos pan. It looks just like Orlando. It, and it's, it's trippy. So, yeah. 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 Trippy. Yeah. I, I've, I've been, uh, going down the rabbit hole of, uh, watching every, uh, well, first the Jurassic world, uh, Beijing videos, everyone I could, mm -hmm. but then, uh, this last week, uh, the Zootopia videos, cause, uh, you know, they, they started, uh, putting out POVs of the Zootopia ride over at, uh, Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah. And, uh, that looks pretty impressive. I'd like to see that over here. Um, okay. Uh, finally, we're going to wrap it up at Kennedy Space Center, which is hosting an all-new event called Kennedy Under the Stars. Uh, you know, Disney has all their after-hour events, uh, and now uh, the Space Center's Center is getting in on it uh, with an exclusive after-hours event on February 2nd. It's going to take place from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., and you can explore the spaceport, the shuttle Atlantis, the uh, launch experience, um, and more. Uh, you're not going to take the bus ride at night uh, or go to the Saturn Center, um, but there's going to be glow-in-the-dark DJ techno party, uh, miniature golf, uh, bars and lounges. Uh, and you can meet astronauts. And yes, you yes, you, you, you hit the headline, which is that you yes. get a party with veteran NASA astronauts so Chris cool. Ferguson and Nicole Scott. So that's no, a pretty special that. opportunity. Um, yeah, so um, they're going to uh, open some restaurants and retail stores for this. Uh, the The food and the drinks doesn't look like they're included, but they'll be available for purchase. And if you're an annual pass holder, you'll get a 30% discount on, uh, on some items. Um, and you're encouraged to wear space-themed costumes uh, as long as you don't conceal your face with a mask or uh, oh, bring any weapons. <laughs> oh, that, that's sound really cool. I haven't been since I was a kid, embarrassingly. So this would be something I definitely... Well, it has changed a lot since you were a kid. Uh, there's a lot of amazing stuff that they've added over the years. Uh, the, the shuttle Atlantis display alone is worth the price of admission. Um, and they've added new things like the, the gateway complex that I have not seen yet. Um, tickets for this uh, cost $65 plus tax. Uh, if you're an annual pass holder, you'll save $10 and parking is free. So that's good. Um, and you can uh, purchase tickets at kennedyspacecenter.com. Very fun. All right. So that is going to wrap up our news in the queue. But before we get into this week's main attraction, it's time to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And for this week's main attraction, we're heading to Epcot, where Walt the Dreamer statue and the gardens uh, surrounding him at the center of the park, which have been closed off for way too long, are finally uh, officially revealed on December 5th, uh, tomorrow from when we are recording this on the 4th. 
and I, for one, am excited to be able to stroll right down the center of Epcot once again. Yes, less walls. Yes. There's still walls, but there's less. Still going to be walls. Uh, so that's the important part. Uh, yeah, the sub headline here is no word yet on Communicore <laughs> Hall. We're hoping this entire thing would be wrapped up before the end of the year. This looks like the Communicore Hall, which where they basically tore down the original Communicore and rebuilt uh, the same thing except more square, more or less. Very sad. That was my favorite bathroom at Epcot. <laughs> so it was also a great over. Starbucks. Yes. Um, you know, and they just built that beautiful Starbucks a few years earlier. So I'm still salty on that. So, but... Yeah, I hear you on that. But <laughs> uh, we will soon have a new World Celebration Garden, uh, otherwise known as the New Central Plaza, to walk through. And you will be able to, uh, at least for now, until they put a rope blocking him off, uh, <laughs> be able to sit with Walt the Dreamer, which is this new life-size statue of Walt sitting kind of man-spreading on a bench, um, <laughs> looking off. Clean style. <laughs> I mean, I, if you sat like that on the subway, people would be annoyed. Uh, yeah. But he's Walt and it's his park. Uh, so I guess he or, can do as he pleases. Yes. So he's he's looking off, thinking, um, I wanted a real working living community, and um, you built me a place where adults go to get drunk. Um, but uh, he's dreaming. He's dreaming about the, the what the experimental prototype community of tomorrow could have been. Uh, it's according to the um, caption provided by the Disney Parks blog. Says that Walt sits with a sense of fulfillment, enjoying the beauty of his realized dream. Um, that might be some psychological projection on behalf <laughs> of the Imagineers, but we'll take them in as their word because they—I mean, they—they know Walt better than we do, I guess. What is he facing? This is what I can't like. I can't—that's—I want to know what his perspective is because we keep—we see yeah. the picture, but we haven't seen what exactly he is staring at. Um, he might be staring at the back of a DVC kiosk um, <laughs> well then he definitely realizes you know the dream he is he is most likely facing towards a trash can that someone is eating off of that's <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's my most likely guess uh, what he is not is facing really towards, nice uh, yes, I saw it, it is no it's a lovely last year mm -hmm. yes. Uh, yes this is this is the one that was on display at d23 so you get up close and uh, on December 5th, you'll also be able to get up close and we will see, like I said, how long that lasts until, you know, the, the first uh, child injures themselves trying to climb on top of Walt's head or, um, I don't know, someone breaks off one of his arms. Oh, we'll see. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, the one thing that he is definitely not facing towards is a big fountain that does, um, you know, musical displays like we used to have uh, because the fountain did not return. But there should be some very nice greenery to look at. Um, the other thing that people are going to be able to see starting uh, tomorrow, December 5th, um, is Luminous. Another! <laughs> yes, uh, Epcot Forever was, did not last forever. Uh, but Luminous, the Symphony of Us will debut on December 5th at 9.30 p.m. and will hopefully last a little longer. Uh, this is a new Fountain Lagoon show uh, with music composed by Pinar Torbrock, who also uh, wrote Epcot's instrumental anthem that debuted several years ago. 
Uh, and uh, the show uh, Epcot Forever, if you really love that one, uh, you've got a few hours left as we're recording this to get down to Epcot and see the last show ever. Yes. Uh, until for it's now. Until for now. <laughs> until, uh, yeah, until it comes back again. Uh, uh, 9.30 on December 4th. That will be its uh, final finale. It's had one other finale. Hopefully this will be the last one. <laughs> it's a lot All to right. keep up with the Epcot Nighttime Spectaculars. Yes. Um, but uh, at least this one will not leave a huge honking barge in the middle of the lagoon all day long. Yep. <laughs> um, instead, everyone's going to have to get used to uh, the bridge going up again uh, during the day. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I got caught in that crowd uh, last time I was in Epcot. And that was actually a little... <laughs> uh, when everyone just kind of uh, stops short because the bridge is up and then people behind you just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not, not the most fun. Uh, stampede yeah a little scary all right so uh looking forward to seeing dreamers point uh to seeing uh luminous and uh the world celebration gardens all coming to life very soon and uh as we said the uh new communicore hall which will become the festival center for uh future festivals as well as a permanent meet and greet location for mickey and friends Oh, well, hopefully that might be ready in time for the next festival, uh, maybe for the Festival of the Arts. We'll see that. Uh, but we do not have we do not have a date. Uh, so if you want to look back at what Dreamers Point and World Celebration Gardens replaced, like the Fountain of Nations um, and uh, the old uh, um, Communicore, uh, head on to our uh, blog for a look at those, as well as other Walt statues at parks around the world. Very fun. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our news for this week. Uh, before, we go, want, before we go, let us take a look at some comments that we've received. Yeah. Um, Buddy R just wanted to check in and say, cool. And uh, we think you're cool too, buddy. Thank you. Uh, and it wouldn't be an episode of the Attractions Podcast without hearing from Michael Bingham. Sorry you were late. Uh, I'm glad you were excited about the Hatbox Ghost, Michael. Um, yes, if you haven't been to the Magic Kingdom in a while, it's time to go uh, and check that out and then stop by Epcot and uh, get a selfie with Walt while you can. Yes, you must. All right. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this week. Before we go, one more thank you to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, please, everyone, uh, head on over to Spotify, if that's where you listen to us, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever else. Give us a rating and a review. And please be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com. Search Attractions Magazine on all your social media platforms. And Carly, where can folks find you online? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on X Twitter at Carly Caramana. I'm on all the socials at S. Kuberski, and you can find my books at theunofficialguides.com. Pick up those 2024 editions now. All right. Well, until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most of all, have fun. And we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.